Hello and welcome. We're back. Episode nine of the Ropper podcast, aka the Raw Perspective podcast, the show where we give you a raw, authentic and unfiltered take on the latest in entertainment, politics and more. Thank you guys for joining us. I am your host, Lex. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, DJ. How hey, you been? Good. How's it going? Not too bad, man. I had the uh, Rona last week. Yeah. Yeah. And survived. I made it. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to what, December 40 something, 2020. Yeah, we're still in 2020, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, let me talk real quick about my uh, Rona experience. Um, so to me, it it didn't really affect me that bad. I had like a low-grade fever and also uh, had like chills. Yeah. And my skin just felt real sensitive. Like I was missing the uh, top layer of my skin. Yep. So I was like that for two days, maybe three. And then uh, afterwards, I started to recover. But um, my wife, uh, her symptoms were a lot worse. Uh, she lost a uh, sense of smell and taste. Huh. She had fever. And um, yeah, she got pretty bad. But, um, you know, we, we made it through. So, yeah, good. So we're fortunate. So yeah, I'm pretty sure my boys had it back like before we even knew what it was because they had low grade fevers, like the same kind of symptoms lasted about two days. Um, tried using like fever reducers, but nothing worked. Like I was just shy of taking them to the ER because their fevers were high and couldn't break them. Yeah, it's just a weird feeling too, man. Like being scared to touch your body or your skin. Yeah. Like it just doesn't feel right. Like you're going to cut yourself or something like that. Yeah, it's weird. It just feels real sensitive. And that's the first time I've ever felt like that. But huh. it wasn't that bad. All right, let's get the show started. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Raw Perspective podcast. First up, uh, the raw take. So this week, Donald Trump has been banned from various social media platforms as a result of what happened at the uh, U.S. Capitol, where a mob of his protesters tried to interrupt the certification of the 2020 Electoral College vote. With that said, many are saying that this is a violation of his First Amendment right of free speech. What do you think? Legally, no. Uh, Legally, these platforms, these social media platforms are a private entity, so they can they can pretty much do whatever they want. Yeah, exactly. Um, as far as who they will allow on their platforms, who's able to post, who's able to do whatever fits their their parameters. Yeah, a lot of people take uh, free speech as I can say whatever I want, no consequences and stuff. I can't go to an airport and say the word bomb. You can do it once. <laughs> That's about it. You know, there's just certain things at certain places that you can't say. You yeah. Know? But um, so I was kind of curious and I looked up what the First Amendment was. So uh, I'm going to read it to you guys and uh, make the uh, determination. So it says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of free speech, or the press, or the right of uh, the people to peacefully assemble. So, key word in that is Congress. Yep. Right? So, Congress is the one that cannot prohibit free speech. But if you have a private uh, business like Twitter, you can decide who and what should be basically. Now, what... Something in there caught my ear. What um was it about the press too? Yes. So 
with that, that means the press couldn't stop like uh, the president or Cong- anybody in Congress from being able to speak either, because that that's a way of getting information out. Mm-hmm. So the only way that it could be any kind of blurred lines is if Facebook or Twitter or uh, what are some of the other like these popular social media outlets is also banned from Pinterest. Oh, I'm not Pinterest, sure exactly what that is. That's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> it's banned from a lot of things. But if that, if they're crossing the line to be a, a news outlet, mm-hmm. then I think you could blur it as freedom or like they're squashing as free speech basically. But because they aren't like an official news source, it's they're their own private entities at that point. Yeah, exactly. So they aren't the press, even though that's where most people get their news now anyway. So I think they have the right to uh, ban him if they choose to. But I don't know, man. All this is just kind of weird how everybody's jumping ship. You knew what Trump was from year one to year four. He hasn't changed. And you decide to do all this with a week left, you know, before he's out of office. Now everybody's jumping ship. Like we already knew, like he's been saying. I think, in my opinion, um, he said even worse things on Twitter or, you know, oh, to the media. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, it's something that maybe should have been done a long time ago if that's that's your stance on it, you know. Yeah, if that was their stance from the get-go. But just to to change it on a whim, um, and a lot of it seems to stem from well, the events on the 6th. Yep. Which, if you look at those events through a lot of the stuff through the summer like it was really mild really really mild so i don't know should can they do it yes should they do it i don't think so yeah everybody's distancing themselves from him all right uh what's your raw take for this week um raw take is uh the insurrection act is like one of the number one trending political things on google and search engines right now um there's been a lot of talk that he president signed the insurrection act on Saturday night, early Sunday morning. Uh, well, he, he couldn't have signed it cause it was signed in 1807. So he can enact it. But even then there's, there's a lot of like fine laws that he has to follow to enact it. Can you uh, explain to our listeners uh, what the insurrection act is? Um, basically the insurrection act is, uh, it allows a president to deploy military active duty military assets on us soil. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just shy of martial law. So it's not really completely martial law, but it gives the the president or the government the ability to stop any kind of insurrections if it's for social unrest. For social yeah, for mm-hmm. social unrest. So if if your your mayor or your governor or your local governments don't have the assets or fail to respond appropriately to to stop civil unrest, then that's when the president can step in. Mm-hmm. But the, the first thing he has to do is publicly announce, like, cut it out, go home. Um, he kind of did that on the 6th. So I think that's where a lot of people are thinking that he was going to invoke it. But after the storming of the Capitol, everybody went home. So there's only certain instances he can do it. And it has to be very, very specific. Congress can stop it using, I believe, the 25th Amendment. There's a process and then there's a bunch of checks and balances. And so the stuff that's been trending on YouTube and Twitter and even a little bit on Facebook, surprisingly, Donald Trump's like 
enacting the Insurrection Act isn't all that accurate. So what I don't understand is, okay, so you you enact the Insurrection Act to stop social unrest if the states or a city is not doing what's uh, necessary, right? Yep. What I don't get, however, is, you know, there's levels to this. In my yeah, opinion, there is. Right? So you got local police, then you got state police, you have uh, National Guard and all that stuff, right? Yep. So w- what happened in the Capitol, from my understanding, it was only local and state police. Yeah, they, right? they should have had. They never deployed the National Guard or anything like that. So no. with that step missing... It makes no sense of bringing in the military. The only way it would would be just because it's the nation's capital. Because the National Guard is just as trained and have same kind of equipment the military has. They have tanks and all kinds of crazy stuff. So So it's just more bodies, in my opinion. It's not really um, anything more elite. Yeah. And and I don't think it would have even been called to do any kind of insurrection act for the capital um like yeah there was some looting and stuff but it wasn't anything major like we had over the summer when there was fires and like places getting destroyed in dc mm-hmm. i think the only time that it should have been in maybe invoked would have been in seattle when they had that whole oh yeah when they took over they took over like a bunch a, of city blocks square mile <laughs> yep that's like the only time because the yeah. mayor failed to do anything that was like crazy. the governor failed to do anything i couldn't believe that was happening yeah i couldn't either that that would have been a prime example to enact the insurrection act because they basically started their own country yeah basically that's an insurrection that's yeah what it's for yeah so that's like the only time over this last year year and a half that it it could have been justified but as of right now like yeah a bunch of people are mad because um biden's gonna be president like so you know since we're on the topic what did you think of what happened uh, with them storming the the capitol building personally think it what happened was just a bunch of angry people and that was their way of getting their anger out that it was very hypocritical reason I say that is because they're the same people when people say Black Lives Matter, they spit out Blue Lives Matter. And you saw what they did to the cops. Yeah. Those are blue lives. Yep. I think two cops um died. Yeah, it was either one or two cops died. Yeah. And, you know, they were hitting them with the American flag, um, with the stick. Um, yeah. They were throwing stuff at them. And there was one video of this uh, cop that was trying to close this door and he got squished in between the door yeah. and he was bleeding and in pain and just screaming. Yep. You know, if you say blue lives matter, like that is not how you treat blue lives. No. You know? So I just thought it was very uh, hypocritical and also showed me that that was a perfect example of entitlement. Right. So, you know, I don't care what anybody feels about black lives matter or basically the protest that was going on over the summer. People were protesting because they felt injustice and because of loss of life. Yeah. Right? At the beginning. Okay. Towards so the that, end. That was the intention. Right? Yeah. But with the whole with the whole um, storming of the Capitol, it shows how entitled they are because they were doing that craziness just because they were not happy 
with the results of democracy. Yep. And which I think all summer long, that's it was it started out, I guess, justified. It started out with mm-hmm. good intentions. Yeah, and the, if you George watch George all summer Ford. long, it just started yeah. getting more. People just started taking advantage. They just, yeah, they're just doing yeah. it because of the they were can do it. That's absolutely that's the only reason. Absolutely. So yeah, I just you know, another thing that people have been pointing out as well is the contrast of how the government reacted. You know, a lot of people are starting to say, oh, it was an inside job because just think about it. Nobody should be able to just go in the Capitol building like, yeah, yes, it's supposed to be the house of the people. That's what they tell you. But it's a private building. You can't just go in there and do whatever you want. Yeah. And there's a ton of there's so many conspiracy theories floating around just that day. Like one of them is that Antifa had active duty military people (laughs) uh, infiltrate it. And the whole reason to go into the Capitol was so that they can confiscate or steal uh, some of the congressmen and women's laptops, like Pelosi's laptop and stuff like that. And that's how some of that information was acquired. I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know. Like the game, the political games that are being played right now mm-hmm. are straight out of like Tom Clancy books on crack. Yeah. And the Democrats, you know, they've always been pushing to get Trump out. And yep. they're using this as a perfect reason. Mm-hmm why they should impeach him a second time. Yeah. You know? So politics is always in play, yep. whichever side you're on. You always try to take advantage of everything. And um. so, I mean, it could have been a peaceful thing and the Democrats might have enticed people to do one thing or it might have just been peaceful and Trump enticed. Like, I don't think we're ever going to know what actually happened other than a bunch of idiots stormed the Capitol. But those people, though, like there's a level of idiocracy if that's even a word right yeah it is now (laughs) okay so it's also self-snitching man like how do you go inside somebody's building take a picture and then post it on your instagram like you're snitching on yourself man like people are idiots there's a dude like he stole a podium and he's he's like cheesing for the camera like it's all fun and games like do you not expect for there to be consequences yeah it's just i I don't i don't get it like Like, this whole life i don't this like I'd have my year. face covered. Like I wouldn't want anybody to know yeah. that I'm in there. Nope. I'd be in full on riot gear. Well, first <laughs> off, I wouldn't even be there to begin with. Like as soon as people started doing that stuff, I'd be like, yeah, no, nah, this isn't, I'm, I'm well, out of here. Nope. My bad. Yep. I, wrong turn. Yep. I'm <laughs> gone. Like, but I mean, how stupid can you be, man? Like this, but because now the FBI has hundreds of investigations open right now. Oh, trying tons. to find each and every one of those people and they won't stop until they find them all no yeah they won't you know so. there's so many pictures out there on social media and uh there's cameras inside the building of course so yeah you everywhere will get found yep it's just people are dumb and uh you remember the uh guy that was in the viking helmet with the fur yeah okay so they already got him he's locked up and yep. this week uh, in the news, I saw a story about him uh, not eating because the prison does not have organic food. He only eats organic food. Oh, well, <laughs> figure it out. I'm telling you, man, that's entitlement, bro. Yeah. Figure it out. Like, like really? Shouldn't have done. When do, what is it? Do stupid things, win stupid prizes. Exactly. Like, what did you expect, man? Like, yeah, his just- mom's calling him a patriot. It's not, it's, and like that's patriotism. No, like, patriotism would be going about it the right way and letting democracy 
run its course by voting in the people that you want to vote in. Um, that would be real patriotism. And then whoever is voted in, follow, like basically go with it. Like, yeah, that's the person exactly. that everybody wants and that's Majority it. Majority rules. Like that's and how it's always been. Four more years or two more years, whatever the case may be. All right, let's re-vote again. If we don't like what they're doing, then we can change it. Yeah, a better way to go at it would have been mobilizing, trying to get Republicans to new Republicans to register and try to build the voting force for your party. Yeah, you know, that's what they should have done. Yep. That's what the Democrats have been doing the past couple of years. Yeah, trying to get new voters that because that's the only way they could have turned Georgia blue. Yeah, that's you know? yeah. Because Georgia has historically been red. Yep. And, you know, they've done a lot of work. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I've received all kinds of, you know, Democratic stuff in the mail. Mail, text, phone calls. Like, it gets so annoying. Yep. You know, I never get anything from Republicans. Um, I've only gotten a couple of text messages. And my response to all of them uh is i'm i'm voting kanye west so that like <laughs> shut a bunch of people up yeah so i think but, the contrast and you know in doing the work and getting down and dirty like their their workforce were not the same no um yeah not at all because there's a hell of a lot more voters this time than yeah, any other time like just think trump had a record turnout as well. Yeah. And he still lost. Yeah. That's the most votes somebody has ever gotten in losing an election. Yeah. That's so crazy. Just, yeah, it'll be interesting. All right. So let's move on to the next uh, topic uh, going raw. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Mike Pence because he refused to invoke the 25th Amendment to remove Trump from office. As a result, the House will be voting to get uh, President Trump impeached for a second time with the goal to ultimately prevent him from taking office in the future. You think that's a wise move? Wise on Pence? You think it's a wise move um, for the uh, Congress to try to impeach Trump again, that way he won't be president in the future or take any kind of political office? At this point, it's, I think it's a dumb point to even, he's got what? Seven, yeah, as of today, seven days left in office before inauguration. Uh, he's old, another four years. Most presidents, unless something crazy happens, run eight years. Like the chances of him ever becoming president again after this are pretty slim. Plus, the controversy that's been around this presidency, I, th- I think it's a moot point at this, t- at this time. I don't think, see, I think differently. I think. He has a high chance of becoming president again because of the record amount of votes that he got and still lost. Right. So he has a base is what I'm saying. Yeah. And because that because they lost this time might be even worse, like more people will try to get him in office again if he does choose to run. So there's I think it's a high possibility. But that's also a lot happens in four years. But the reason, though, I think it's not wise. So you're going to have a new president in office. Yep. He's going to need to have things voted on by Congress um, yep. and get his, his people in the uh, positions that um, he's chosen for them. And you need Congress for that. Yep. And there's also a lot of different things that people, everyday people are relying on that must be voted by the Congress to get approved 
yeah. and uh, to get passed and stuff like that. So with them trying to impeach Trump, it's going to take weeks, a lot of deliberation. Yeah. And that's taken away from all those things. So yeah. really, Biden, that will push back a lot of his, his um, the things that he want to do. And yeah, it's going to yeah, slow his progress. Yeah, well, I think the Congress that we have now is going to slow the progress for anything. So we saw, or we've seen, just with the stimulus checks alone, like that was, they were, we're going to get what, second ones back in July or August, and now we just got them this month. And not yeah. even everybody who's supposed to get them has got them yet. Really? So, yeah, yeah it's just, so that's that's the speed of Congress working to get something that's important for the American people. Well, so, the the... To uh, contradict that, I would say um, that's because the Democrats had the House and the Republicans had the Senate. But yeah. now that the Democrats have both, I think things will pass a lot quicker. It, they probably will, mm-hmm. which kind of concerns me, too, because now there's there isn't that opposition of viewpoints. So now, yeah, things will be passed quicker, but it might be things that aren't really beneficial, yeah, that's which true. can be dangerous. Yeah, that's true. But most things only need a majority vote. Yep. But certain things need 60% yeah. or higher. Depending on what you know it, what I mean? yeah. Depending on what it is. So, you know, there's still that layer of checks and balances. There is. So, you know, a lot of people think, oh, my God, Democrats get the White House, the House and the Senate. They're going to take this country into the ground. But that's really not the case, you know, because it's happened before. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's happened plenty. It's happened times. where it's been all Democrats. It's happened where it's been all Republicans, and yeah. I think that they're all crap. So I mean, <laughs> there's it, still gonna be checks and balances. Yeah, there's there's still checks and balances. Um, I will say, having normally under a Democratic president with Democratic Congress, Democratic Senate, the middle and lower class incomes usually have more cash flow more money in pocket Mm -hmm. uh and from biden's tax fund that's what it looks like it'll be doing yeah like richer people are going to be taxed like crazy um which really sucks so depending on what income class you are having democrat or republican president could be beneficial as far as cash goes yeah but there's other laws that they pass like yeah you're gonna have cash in pocket but now, what are they going to do with the immigration laws? What are they going to do with? So it's. Yeah, it's always pros and cons yep. to everything. So. Everything has a cost. So we'll see. All right, moving on. So the FBI has received information indicating that armed protests are being planned at all 50 states, including Washington, D.C., in the days leading up to inauguration on the 20th. Yeah. That's on that. Doesn't surprise me. So we have such a polarized divide of the country now and it's it seems like every day that goes by it's getting more extreme to the right or more extreme to the left and very few people are kind of like in the middle and when you have that extreme polarization that's when you're going to see riots yeah i think that would be more dangerous because one thing that i don't agree with because you know well certain states You're allowed to open carry, but you cannot carry, you know, I think it's like a hundred feet from a polling place or there's like certain restrictions. Yeah, there's restrictions. 
I think protesting is it should be one of those restrictions. Is what I'm saying. You can't be protesting, carrying, open carrying. To me, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but then if you if you do that, then you open the door, um, where it starts really encroaching on some of your Second Amendment rights. So if you can't do it there, then where does that line stop? So I understand. I was just looking at common sense to be honest. Yeah, common sense is don't freaking carry a gun into a big crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, but to make it a law, I think it would be one of those, it would snowball and it it has a potential to affect a lot more stuff down the road versus if, if Congress and mayor and like political people just say, Hey, we suggest you not carry your, your firearms here. And this is why I think some people would comply. You're going to have those people, the, the idiots that aren't going to, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's yeah. Just, because the reason I'm saying that is because like Washington, DC, the rights and um, at the, the protests in Washington, DC recently, right? Mm-hmm. Washington, DC is a place where you can't carry anything at all. No. Right. Just think how much worse it would have been if people could carry is what I'm, is my point. Yeah. You know, it, with, with this, Saying that you know there are planned protests in every in uh, all the states, S- state laws. Some states, you know, you can carry however you want. So just imagine angry protesters with weapons, and if there's people to oppose them, things might get very very deadly. Yeah, and that's and so I'm just gonna stay inside, <laughs> <laughs> especially if there's protests at every. They're saying every capital. Or Capitol building mm-hmm. in all 50 states is going to have protests. Um, rumor has it that there, there's some plans that are underway with encrypted kind of, I don't know, platforms that people are trying to plan and keep it out of FBI and basically keep it out of their vision. But obviously the FBI knows about it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have sent out that kind of warning. So people want to protest i say they can but just be smart about it yeah absolutely i wouldn't bring i wouldn't bring a weapon and if things start getting out of hand get the hell out of there don't exactly. stick around exactly you know a lot of times there's always being caught at the wrong place at the wrong time right but yeah if you knowingly are partaking in something that you know there's a very high chance that it could possibly go left and you yep. still choose to do it you know, that's on you. Yeah. That's, we could even, uh, what was it the, the riots that were in, uh, Wisconsin or Illinois or along the border, that kid shot, what did he shoot? Like two or three guys. Like he should have gotten out of there way before that happened. Like even, things were going bad already. Yeah. I, I wouldn't stick around to see how bad they're going to get. Like as soon as it seems like it's going to be dumb or different or dangerous, like mm-hmm. get out of there. Yeah, even um last week, for example, when they stormed the Capitol, the woman that got shot. Yeah. Like they were breaking the window and she was trying to go through the window. Yeah. Like, what did you expect to happen? Like, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, you lost your life, but you like what did you expect to happen? Like, yep. That's what I talk about entitlement. Like these people don't expect any consequences. Like yeah. they feel like this is really their house. Yeah. You know, they're doing whatever the hell they want. What did you expect to happen? Why would anybody be surprised that if you storm the Capitol building, you will get shot? 
Yeah, it's just because people are idiots. That's, that's so weird to me. People are just dumb. And people in large crowds are even dumber. So it's just <laughs> one person say one thing. Everybody's like, yeah, let's yeah, do it. Pretty much. Like, come on. Man. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Let's move on to some entertainment news. Uh, let's go with Ben or Bench. In the segment, we'll discuss new or upcoming TV and movie releases and determine whether we'll be benching them or throwing them in the bin. So first up, uh, Soul which is Pixar's latest film. It was released on Christmas Day on Disney Plus and has been praised for its uh, thought-provoking storyline and emotional outlook on life. What did you think of the film? I thought it was really good. It was really well made. I like Pixar. Pixar has some good yeah, stuff. Pixar Pixar has some classics. Yep. And they seem to they take their time with the movie. They always have really intriguing and really original stories, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought... Soul was one of those just a really cool original story that people really haven't seen before. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, there's been backlash for the film. Um, I would highly recommend binging it if you guys haven't seen it already. But so one of the main things people were saying was the fact that was the way that he died in the film. Yeah. Because he fell through a hole or something like that. Because it's a movie for kids and they're depicting death like that. House, I think that was the one of the safest ways they could have killed him. Yeah, like he's in a big city, falling down a manhole is a potential danger. So he's being hit by a car. I'd rather my kids yeah. see a guy like disappear down the hole and his soul goes <laughs> up than to get being hit by a car, hit by a car or, or a bus. Shot. I mean, yeah, it's just what is there billions of ways to die? I think that one was a safe, understandable one. Like everybody. Even a little kid can understand you fall down the hole, you're going to get hurt. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it was it was a smart move on them to keep it kid friendly, but mm-hmm. still let people understand like, yeah, that something bad happened and something that bad things can happen instantly without you even realizing it, too. Yeah. Is there anything you didn't like about the film? Not really. I thought it was really well put together, like from start to finish, there was something intriguing or different going on something thought-provoking so i think there's two things i didn't like about the film so the first one so overall animation was great but the way that the angels i guess you could call them were depicted the, it was just weird to me yeah just the the weird shape yeah 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 that, i found that kind of weird but i think to a kid you know they'd be fine with it um second thing is how long um when he got in his body and then the other little spirit came with him how long they were like that spirit was in his body i thought that was too long and was kind of weird like, yeah him as a cat and then the little kid talking uh in his body i just thought it was too long yeah i could see that but made for a good movie though yeah but besides that uh the, f- the film was great um, one thing I really did appreciate, though, was because it wasn't uh, stereotypical. It didn't have a stereotypical black story. You know how most things is always the same black story over and over. Yeah. You no, know, of course, it had certain things in the black culture that we do, like the barbershop scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, but it wasn't stereotypical. No. So I really appreciated that. So next up, uh, The Outpost is a new film available on Netflix. Um, 
It's a film based on the 2012 uh, nonfiction book, which is also titled The Outpost. It's a true story about the battle of Kamdesh in the war in Afghanistan. Ben or binge? Uh, I'd say binge. I watched it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Kind of eye-opening. Mm-hmm. It kind of puts you in the front seat to see what war can look like. Um, I think it's it's a good movie to grasp the understanding of what some of us have went through when we were in Afghanistan or Iraq. Um, just to show you that it wasn't all fun and games all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, Battle of Kamdesh, I think, would be on the very far extreme of stuff that happened. Uh, it was one of the bloodiest battles since 2008. There's a bunch of crazy stuff in the movie that was true. Uh, but I think it also shows you that in the face of the impossible, people will always step up. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably one of the most important things of that movie. Yeah. So I've been to Afghanistan and uh, I remember going there as a Marine. Stories that I've always heard about, like which was the deadliest, was uh, Fallujah when yeah. we were trying to take over Fallujah. But it's really, you know, the, the worst that I've ever heard. And I've never heard of um, what's depicted in this movie. Yep. So um, I'm definitely going to binge and um, I guess learn more about it because I haven't read the book or anything like that. And um, it, it sounds very interesting. So, yeah. And uh, I, it's kind of neat to see because that war is still f- kind of fresh on everybody's minds. Like Afghanistan, we've been at war with Afghanistan and Iraq. My whole entire adult life. 2002. Yeah. So late teens all the way into yeah. my whole entire adult life. So we've never had a break from it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess up until recently when they changed names of operations, you could kind of oh, call yeah. it a break. They changed it but to four operations. Yeah. it's. But we've we've been in those countries doing the same stuff for 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. Give or take. And no changes. No. So it's it's... And then being in the Air Force, not seeing how the Army lived, like kind of appreciate being in the Air Force a little bit more. So, I mean, there's a, a bunch of different aspects of that movie that were really good. Yeah, absolutely. So next up, uh, they're working on a Dungeons and Dragons film that is tentatively scheduled for release in November. Will you be binging or throwing it in the bin? Depends. If the trailer's good, <laughs> uh, because they've got Chris Pine is supposed to be in there. Mm-hmm. So he was in Star Trek. So he's a pretty decent actor. I like playing Dungeons and Dragons. So it really depends on how they do the story. Uh, it could be like the World of Warcraft movie where everybody likes World of Warcraft and they come out with like a mediocre movie. Or it could be really epic. So it really depends on how intriguing that trailer is yeah that's the thing uh i've never played dungeons and dragons yeah but i i saw like some kind of documentary on netflix about dungeons and dragons how popular it was i guess in the 80s was yeah. it when it first came out yep and i don't know i've just never been interested in stuff like that but like you said if the trailer is interesting then i'll probably be watching it but if not I won't miss sleep over it. Yeah, that's yeah, same. 
Next up, uh, Life is Raw. In this segment, we'll pick a classic film in history, which has an important life lesson, and then discuss how these lessons can be applied to everyday life. So for this week, we decided on Forrest Gump. Classic. What does that film mean to you? means that no matter, at least for me, no matter what kind of situation you're in, you can always make a good outcome out of it. And just watching Forrest through Forrest Gump, like the whole movie throughout his life, there was always something major that could have impacted him negatively. Um, but he never really let it impact him. He always did something to better the situation. Yeah, I saw it differently because I don't know, in the film, it just seemed like he had good luck because he wasn't really aware of what was going on. He almost was, he always had like this childish innocence Mm -hmm. where things around him, he never understood what was going on, but somehow, he was lucky and you know everything worked out for him yeah you know what i'm saying like i don't he didn't really in my opinion because he didn't understand the gravity of certain situations and they understand like for example the scene where he went back to go get lieutenant dan yeah like he didn't really understand like when he got shot in the butt he just thought he got bit yeah you know like that's what i'm saying like he never really understood the gravity of all the situations that he was put in he just I just felt like he was lucky. <laughs> yeah. Like you could even take it and say he just didn't worry. True. So I, I think a lot of things in life, if people just didn't worry, if they just let go of it. Yeah. Stress is a real thing. Yep. And we spend too much time stressing over things as opposed to just living life and in, in uh, enjoying moments. Like, I don't know if you see, if you've seen before where, if you go to a concert or watching a concert on TV or anything like that, yeah. every phone is out recording it. Yeah, just right. Instead of just enjoying the moment, because a lot of people don't give our senses credit. You know, yep. it's kind of like when you smelled something for the first time, you that smell stays with you forever. Yeah, you could you'd be 90 years old and you'll still remember when you smell something at 12 yeah it's high crazy yeah. yeah so a lot of people don't give our senses credit and as opposed to just letting your senses enjoy the moment and yep. take it all, all in you know everybody want to be on their phone trying to record and put on instagrams to Which, impress other people that's one of my biggest pet peeves is when there's something going on and everybody pulls out their phone to record it like yeah just cut it out just be be present yeah, absolutely. Even for a couple minutes, just be present before you go reaching for a phone or whatever. Yeah. And uh, one thing I did relate um, with uh, in this movie, uh, Forrest Gump, was remember in the beginning of the movie, he he had like these, uh, I don't know what they call them, but uh, the, the stuff on his legs. Oh, the leg braces. Yeah, the leg yeah. braces. So when I was a kid, I had leg braces too. Really? Yeah. Um, not because. Uh, I don't think it was because I couldn't walk, but I was kind of bow-legged oh. and it was kind of like to correct it. Huh. So I remember, you know, some of my earliest memories as a kid was trying to walk with those leg braces on and oh, it was real difficult and yeah, I, I, I couldn't run or anything like that. So I kind of related with him when he finally started running and broke free. 
Yeah. Because that's how I felt when I finally took him off. Huh. Yeah. So I kind of related with him on that. Nice. But, um, you know, besides that, hey, it was it was a great film. Some real good lessons on there. But for me, for the most part, I just felt like he was very lucky and his laid back and relaxed attitude is a good thing for anyone to take. Yeah, definitely. I think if if more people took that laid back, it's almost like a let it just let it be kind of attitude and not worry. The whole this whole last 2020 would have been completely different. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because he even became a millionaire at the end of the film. Yeah. Not knowing, not even knowing what he's yeah. like. Oh, uh, Lieutenant Dan uh, invested my money in some fruit company. which yeah. was Apple. Yep. And <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, I think, I think people just worry too much. Yeah, absolutely. That's the biggest takeaway. Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's move on to our last segment, Raw or Flaw. First topic, uh, I'm sure you guys have seen the video by now, but uh, there was a, a woman that accused a teenager of stealing her phone, and she ended up attacking the kid because she really thought that he had the phone, even after he said he didn't have it. The hotel found her phone and gave it to her later on. But the one thing I want to talk about, that woman and her lawyer decided to have an interview with Gail King in an attempt to approve her image. Was that raw or flawed, the interview? Uh, it depends on whose side. If you're on the kid's side, then <laughs> it was definitely raw because she painted herself in a bad picture. But if you're on her side, then definitely flaw. So. I think she was an idiot all around from start to finish, even with with her without an interview. Yeah, I think the uh, main thing I took away from the interview was the fact that she kept saying she's a 22 year old girl. Yeah. Right. Like trying to make it seem like she's a kid when she allegedly attacked a kid. Yeah. You know, he I think he was like 15 years old yeah, for uh, 14 or 15. So. Yeah. So. In my opinion, even if you did think that person had your phone, that's not the way to go about it. No, you know, not at all. Call the authorities and have them search the person. You have yep. no right to ever put your hands you on anybody. Go to the desk be like, hey, do you mind staying here for a minute? I'm going to call my phone just to make sure. Well, obviously that phone didn't ring, so it's not mine. Yeah, what if I mean, the father, because the father was around. Yeah. Right. What if the father had a concealed carry? and shot her that's he has every right to shoot her because yep. she's attacking his son yep and now you lost your life because of a phone yeah it's how just does, how stupid does that sound it's it's a prime example of a, a kid that became an adult and never got their butt whipped yeah that's that's what i think yeah so uh that story when i was reading about it it reminded me of emmett till you know who emmett till was Oh, I vaguely remember. This. So um, yeah. Emmett Till was a teenage boy back in, I think it was the 50s. Yeah. Who was accused of looking at a white woman. That was in Alabama, wasn't it? Uh, or Mississippi. So. I'm not sure. It was in the South somewhere. Yeah. But he was accused of um, looking at a white woman and whistling at her, basically indicating that he want to have sex with her or something like that. So the white woman said, he did that so a group of white guys took him beat him killed him and uh, right. dumped his body somewhere and then we found out i think like probably like 10 years ago on her deathbed 
that woman that accused him said, no, he never did it. So that kid lost yeah. his life for no reason. That's what it kind of reminded me of, you know, that young man being accused of stealing somebody's phone, which, of course, uh, he did not. And out of all the people at that hotel that they were at, she accused him. Yeah. It's you just, know, as supposed to anybody else. So yeah. I just I just thought it was um, kind of interesting comparison. Yeah. I don't know. I I'll, I don't think I'll ever understand why people do those kinds of things. I know for me, I'm not, I can't morally accuse somebody of doing something unless I know without a doubt. Yeah. Like if you see the person in the act. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but if you didn't see who did it, yes, yeah. you could go in tactfully ask, Hey, have you seen a, you know, Samsung phone whatever, yeah, I mean, and see what their, their reaction is as opposed even, to, Hey, did you take my phone? Or, I lost my phone. I think it's somewhere in the lobby. Do you mind calling it and helping me find it? Yeah. Like there's a billion different ways to go about it other than accusing and attacking without confirming first. So it's, and that goes with anything. Like I, I think I just, she's spoiled too, man. Like she needs an interview. Yeah. She just like her lawyers right there. Like you can see it in her lawyer's face. Like, Oh man, this was a bad idea. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a bad idea. You got to spoil Brad on TV. Yeah, like Gail King was asking her normal questions you would expect from a, a interviewer. Yep. And she's being real offensive. And um, what he's what she say to her? Oh, I'm talking or like basically told her to shut up. Yeah, basically in a very rude way. So I don't know what these people, man. Yeah, it's just that entitled attitude. That's what it is. Absolutely. Well, she's locked up now, so Good. we'll see what comes uh, comes about it. Next up, uh, Cobra Kai Season 3 is now available on Netflix. And this season, uh, they took a different approach, which focused more on nostalgia. So we saw Daniel visit Japan, where he met a friend uh, from, um, I think it was from The Karate Kid 3, like the uh, Asian woman. Yeah. Forgot her name. So he went there for inspiration and then found out about a, a bunch of uh, different things from uh, Mr. Miyagi's past. And also, um, Allie, which was the woman that him and Johnny were fighting over. Yep. She came back. And um, and best part, it's all original cast. Yeah, absolutely. That's I think that's the coolest part. So you think uh, that approach they took this season was raw flaw? I think it was raw. I think it was really good. Um, from because it was a YouTube original, mm-hmm. I was kind of concerned with Netflix taking over. What kind of spin that Netflix would do with it? Yeah, they added fuel to it. Yeah, they. I think they set it up for many more seasons to come. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so w- what you just said about them setting it up for many more seasons, I thought this season, season three, it took a step back. It did. Because if you want to continue it for many, many more seasons, you got to keep developing the younger characters. I took this, I found, I think they took a step back and put a, a stop to those core young kids' uh, development because they focus more on the older characters. Like yeah. Reese, we saw Reese, they gave us an origin story on him, which was kind of cool. Yeah, that was, that was very, very cool. Like we, we, uh, got a better understanding of why he is the way he is yep 
and um, you know, strike first mentality, basically. Yep. And Daniel, that whole Japan trip, and also Johnny, his dating life. We found out more about it uh, because he was looking for Ali and they yeah. reunited and stuff like that. So I just felt like the younger characters, they didn't do much for him besides them fighting. Yeah. And that was about it. I think, yeah, they kind of like put them on the back burner for now. Mm -hmm. But I think they also tied up some loose ends from the movies. Yeah. um, But also provided an origin story that can explain a lot of stuff for the future too. And then having Johnny and Daniel Daniel come together for Miyagi-Do, I think that's going to set up a whole different avenue because there was an introduction of a few younger casts for Cobra Kai. Yeah. So I think they're tying up loose ends, streamlining stuff, and then they're going to branch out after that. Yeah. Because season one and season two, from my opinion, the kids were the front runners. Yeah, they were. Definitely. You know, the original cast were just to facilitate things. Yep. And then the kids drove the bus. Yep. And in season three, it was the opposite. And um, it was, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I just thought season, they took a step back and, you know, season two was much better than season oh, three. Season two opinion. was phenomenal. Yeah, it was perfect. You, they they have great writers. That's one thing I will give to them. Yeah, they should. Their writing is impeccable. Yeah, overall, I'm happy with what Netflix, what they, the potential that they're setting up for, I think is good. Yeah, I think um, so. Short term, I didn't like it, but long term, I think it'll be perfect yeah. for whatever they got uh, coming up in the future. Yep. Yeah, that that next tournament that they're about to have. Yeah, it's that's gonna, gonna be, be a crazy one. Yeah, because well. um, Reese made that call at the end of uh, season three, so yeah. it's gonna be very interesting to see what that character brings. Yeah, it's gonna be. Line. I think it's gonna be intense. Yeah, very very much. So we'll see. All right. So lastly, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is available in theaters and on HBO Max. Uh, it is surprisingly the highest grossing film released last year. However, there's been a lot of negative criticism surrounding this film. Uh, do you think it's warranted? Where do I start? What did you think of the film? First off, I think DC should stop making movies. <laughs> that bad? No, I thought it was it bad, was, too. It, but I don't think that. they should stop making movies. There was, there's aspects of it that didn't make sense. Overall, I wouldn't have went to the theater to pay for it to go watch it. I would have just watched it. Two and a half hours long. It was long. There was some slow parts. Uh, some of the graphics with today's technology should have been way better. Um, the storyline, storylines, there was multiple that just kind of ran around, but didn't have really any meaning. It's just, I expected more. Especially since the first Wonder Woman was good. All right, so let's let's talk about storyline first, right? So opening scene, we see uh, a young Wonder Woman. She's competing against these older women. Yep. And throughout that, she you know she fell off her horse and found a shortcut and decided yep. to take it. She was about to win, but her mentor stopped her because she found out she cheated. Yeah. So anybody would think, huh? This is a good life lesson. I wonder how that's going to apply to the rest of the film. Yep. Well, guess what? It didn't. It meant nothing. No, it was just, <laughs> yeah, other than well, there's like some little tiny mention of it towards the end of the film, beating around the bushes of it 
kind of. It meant and that's nothing. The only, yeah, it's just so that's one storyline. <laughs> okay, so next up, right? Her boyfriend comes back. Mm-hmm. I forgot his name, but her boyfriend comes back, and that because that was her wish, right? So the yep. item in the in the film, if you guys haven't seen it yet, it allows a person to make a wish. So annoyingly, Wonder Woman wishes that her boyfriend would come back, right? Yeah. So he comes back not as as himself. But in somebody else's body, what sense does that make? Yeah, it's because it everybody's wishes are exactly what they want. Yeah, basically. Yeah, but somehow basically. hers is somebody else. And like, why that guy? It just yeah. It didn't. It it felt like it was oh crap, we forgot about Wonder Woman's wish. What are we gonna do? And let's Be, just throw it in there. I think they did that, which is stupid. I think they did that to to introduce a new love interest in her life even after her boyfriend's gone because because you saw at the end she went up and went to talk to him yeah so i think that's gonna be her her new love interest you know which is kind of weird yeah it's just i i don't know yeah as opposed to just coming up with somebody new they just use him as a shell and you know he's still here so yeah <laughs> which if they if they do it right, which I don't have any hope for DC to do it right, they could salvage that in another movie. But I think they're gonna botch up that next movie too. Yeah, I mean, storyline. They're gonna have horrible. they're gonna have to have some killer writers to salvage that. Like who? I don't know who okayed it, but it, my god, that was. That I'm was just bad. glad it was free on HBO. Yeah, that, me too. That's the only way I, reason I watched it. Yep. All right, so let's move on. Uh. Special effects. I thought the firework scene was pretty cool. Like overall, scale one to ten, what would you give? Overall, special with today's technology and the capabilities that you can see in a movie, probably a four. Wow, that's very generous of you. Because I gave it a two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let me start off with the practical effects, right? Which is uh, running scenes and acrobatics and stuff like that. Yeah. You, as the audience, should not feel that there's strings pulling the character. Yeah, right off the bat. Yeah. The running scenes, like, you could tell, like, it's like she's running in slow motion, but it looks like it's fast. Yeah, it's just... Like, this is horrible. And then when she does uh, jumps and flips and stuff, like, you're like, man, like, it has... It feels weird. Like, you could tell there's a rope. Like, it just... It didn't flow right. No, it not like the last movie. Yeah, the first one was was way better, in yep. my opinion. I, I actually enjoyed it. Even Justice League was better when they had Wonder Woman in it. But this one just I don't know what DC was doing. Yeah. And then the uh cat woman, I'm gonna call her the cheetah girl. Yeah. She when she transformed into the cheetah, that's probably some of the worst special effects I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and they that's a whole other storyline. They took yeah. a villain from one of the early comic books, made her in Cheetah. Um, it didn't it didn't fit, it didn't flow. So that's out of place, man. Like it because because they knew there was no way that Wonder Woman would have an epic battle with the main antagonist because he's just an average human. Yeah. He has no super strength or anything like it's that. He's gonna do wish her away. Yeah. So, yeah I mean, so there's so that's why they 
decided to add the cheetah girl yeah. to have you know a, a big fight before the ending, which felt completely flat because um Green Lantern had a you know better. how they cheat right people that work on special effects and stuff they cheat by doing scenes in the dark yeah that way they can hide any flaws and stuff like that it's a but straight playbook out of Jurassic Park that's why yeah. a lot of the dinosaurs were filmed in the dark because yeah. you can hide the that animatronics obviously didn't work Jurassic Park has way better CGI than Wonder Woman yeah like, that, was, that was a trap. Uh, Green Lantern has better CGI. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seeing Ryan Reynolds was, painted on bodysuit was better than seeing Cheetah. Yeah, che- the Cheetah was horrible. Horrible. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It just felt like eight different films, man. Like, yeah, it, that's, was, it was choppy. Um, the storyline, well, the storylines were all over the place. My kids thought it was okay. Like, they watched most of it. I think one of the boys left in the middle of the movie. It's like, yeah, I'd rather play video games. I just I'm disappointed in what DC keeps producing. Really, yeah, it's pretty pretty bad. Um, they should have just stopped the movie from the opening scene. Yeah, and that would have a lot of people would have been more satisfied. Yeah, uh, like a 20 she, minute long movie. If they <laughs> they could have just done a Wonder Woman Origins as her as a young girl, and I think that would have been a phenomenal. Movie. Oh yeah, that that probably would have been a good idea. I think that would have been a better movie than the 1984. Yeah. Um, and like there wasn't anything 1984. Yeah, why they even call it that? The only scene that reminds you of 1984 was the mall scene. Yep. And the fight in that was pretty bad, in yep. my opinion, because like you could tell, like there were strings attached, you know, attached. Yeah, it's just, so it was okay, but it wasn't nothing crazy. Yeah. And there, and oh, and there's no way a World War One fighter pilot can jump into a modern jet, <laughs> start it, and fly it. I know. Yeah, that's all of a sudden fact. he knows how to fly. There's no way. Yeah, absolutely not. There's no way he could go from a little single engine biplane with a joystick into a modern piece of machine even in the 80s yeah and he act like so he act like fire he's never seen fireworks before when fireworks were around what last you know, 2000 years before world war one yeah just so, so this is weird and then um the whole scene with her uh jumping from thunderbolt to thunderbolt like that was that was horrible it was because she could just fly just by whipping it right yeah and like, why does she need thunderbolts they just want to make something look cool. Somebody was like, hey, <laughs> yeah, let's give the artist free reign to do whatever they want. Yeah, but they had like 20 different graphic artists. So they're like, yeah, let's let's make her fly from Thunderbolts. That'll be cool. And being able to make a cup go invisible that you can't find to making a jet go invisible. Oh, like yeah. it's just there's I, a bunch of really big, really big gaps in the story that mm. don't make sense. Yeah, it's, it's like they're just jumping things without like they, they think oh let's give the audience a one-line explanation and it'll make it all go away yeah like, oh she knows how to do it like we've never seen you do that before like yeah it just didn't work but that is our show guys uh we appreciate you guys for joining us um if you haven't done so already follow us on uh, patreon by searching uh rob per podcast also do the same on uh, YouTube, uh, search Robert Podcast uh, with our Facebook page. Uh, thank you guys for sticking with us. Um, got anything you want to add? No, just take care. Uh, be safe out there. Hopefully nobody decides to go riot. Everything transitions peacefully. I think everybody needs a little bit of peace right now. Absolutely. Take care, guys. Peace. Later.